Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Good morning. How about a great big welcome to our family online? Come on, welcome them. Hey, we love you guys. You're part of the family. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's going to be a good morning. The um, extravaganza we're doing, it's not just for the kids. Um, it's also, we want to use it as an open house. So we, we're counting on you. And, and again, I've been telling you about the statistics. People are more ready to be invited to church now than just about any other time. Because everything they've had confidence in is now shaken. They've got the threat of World War III. They've got the threat of financial collapse. They've got the threat of their 401k, poof, gone. All kind of stuff, you know? And it's a reality for them. And they have nothing to give them strength and foundation. But we have Jesus. We have the God that says he'll take care of us no matter what happens. Storms of life will come and they will go. And if you are standing on the rock of Jesus Christ, you will still be standing. Hard times are amazing opportunities for testimonies to be shared, for people to see there is a God that's bigger than circumstance. Amen? So your friends, your families, your coworkers, your, friend, your frenemies, uh, you know, the people you smile to but you really don't like, you know, those people are awesome people to invite to church. Because after you get them to church, you get them saved, you may end up liking them. So, or they might like you So once they get saved. But anyway, we want you to invite people that day for the extravaganza and just say, hey, come by. We're going to have hamburgers. We're going to have refreshments. We're going to have all the classrooms. We're going to have the, the sanctuary opened up. We're going to be letting them know who we are and what we're here for. Amen? So now I've said this, and typically as a pastor, you say these things, and then the people say amen, and then they don't give it another thought. And then after the day comes and goes, then they say, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, was that that day? Was that, was that yesterday? Um, so do me a favor. Text yourself to remind yourself to invite somebody. Somebody that, that you come across, and it may be somebody you don't normally talk to, but you don't know what God's doing in their life. You don't know that he's prepared their heart to receive the invitation. If you wait till you decide to invite them, you may never invite them. But we know that God works behind the scenes. And he's going to use you as a calling card. Because how many of you know, everybody spends forever somewhere. And it is our cause, it is our mission to try to help them discover heaven. Because you know heaven and hell are forever, right? So that's why we're doing this. We're not doing it to have more numbers in our church. We're doing it so we have more numbers in heaven. We want people to learn how to live successfully here and get there. Amen? And God's got a way to do that. But it only works if God's people do it with him. That's the only way it works. You can have the best situation, but if nobody invites, the people won't benefit from it. They're out there wondering what's real, what's, you know, what's going to happen, how are we going to get through this? And then right that day that they're really struggling with that, you walk up and say, hey, why don't you join me at my church? 
why don't you come to my, why don't you come to a cookout on Saturday? Going to have some hamburgers and some sodas and stuff, just a time to relax. You got kids? Bring your kids. There's going to be games. There's going to be fun activities for them. You can just chill and relax and enjoy the day. Next thing you know, God's touching them. They decide they want to come and check us out. They open up their life. They invite Jesus into their heart. Suddenly their eternity changes directions. They're no longer going south. They're now going north, if you will. And they're going to spend eternity in heaven with you because you had the boldness to do what you were created to do. And just say, hey, you want to go to a cookout? We're going to have some fun games for the kids. I tell you, it's important, guys. Don't just, don't just let this be a glancing blow where you're like, oh, yeah. Think about it. Ask God to show you if there's somebody that you should invite. And he will. And we're going, we're going to kick down the gates of hell, and we're going to, we're going to rescue people that are etern- destined for eternity away from God. We're going to rescue them and bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you right now that... As we gather here today and we've come expecting to receive from your word that we know that where we are, just two of us have to be here, two or three gather, that there you are in the midst. So Father, we welcome you, we refuse to be distracted, and we're leaning in to the message that's been prepared today with your anointing to help us be better when we leave than when we got here. And Father, I know the flu's going around again, so we just right now rise up big and bold and we say, flu, you got to stop. You, you die right now. You, those, those germs, that bacteria, whatever causes it it, 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 it falls away now. And we have quick recoveries for God's glory and for the betterment of the people that are, are struggling with those symptoms. We ask this, we believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I had one person ask me once after I did that, they, they go, do you really believe that people can be healed? I'm like, yeah. And they go, why? There's an excellent opportunity. I got to share times that I've been healed. Not preaching in a message, but Mike struggling with symptoms, dealing with situations where I went to God because I was powerless against it in myself. I went to God. I agreed with his word. I found out what he said in the Bible. I agreed with his word. I took a hold of the promise that he had given me. And he says in his word, it's a promise. He says, I'll watch over my word to perform it. He doesn't watch over our circumstances. He definitely doesn't watch over our whining and our complaining, right? He doesn't, but you know what he does? He honors our faith in his word, and when we do it, he shows up in a big way, amen? So yeah, I believe in it. I truly do. So what's the title of our series? We've been been going, this is our fourth week. Everybody spends forever somewhere, right? Let's let's say it with me. Come on, we're going to put it on the board, on the screen. Everybody spends forever somewhere. Everybody, everybody, everybody. And what do we know? There's only two possible destinations. There's heaven and hell. We don't want anybody to go to hell. Yeah, but they deserve it. They're bad people. You know, they're terrible. They did horrible things. No, no, no. We don't even have a clue of how bad hell is if we think somebody should go there. And God himself says that I wish that none would perish. So we need to get on the God train and we need to be thinking and acting and praying like God wants and we need to believe for as many people as we can because they're the only thing we can take to heaven. You can't take your favorite outfit. You can't take that money you got stashed somewhere nobody else knows about. All that stuff stays here. The only thing we get to take to heaven with us 
is the people that we influence, the people that we reach with the gospel that God's given us. Amen? Praise God. So we're going to focus on this, and we're going to kind of press in a little more today and uh, see if we can't get further. We're going to jump right in, and we're going to understand. I want to take you back to the beginning of the year uh, just for a second and show you that God's kind of layering things for us because he's trying to get us to get a hold of some things. And a lot of you have been distracted. Hear me, this is not a judgment. This is an informative uh, piece of information, I get informative piece of information. But anyway, you've been distracted because the devil does not want you to get a hold of what God has been showing us for the whole year. What, what was our first series? But first. But first what? Consider God. His way of doing things. His way of being. And the fact that we are righteous before him in Christ Jesus. That there's no more work to do to be in good standing and right standing with God. Jesus already did it all. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to deserve it. You don't have to pay a certain amount to get it. It's a free gift from God himself. He sent his son as a gift for us who were lost and destined to hell so that we could have eternity with him in heaven. Free gift. You say, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. I don't have to know what you've done. God does. Jesus does. And they say, it's okay. You're covered. If you accept it. So we learned for, for weeks about how to, how to put him first, but first. You know, yeah, I got this going on, but first, what does God say? Yeah, but I don't know what to do about, but first, how would God handle this? And he's got us looking to, to grow in this reality of, of to be God-minded, to be thoughtful of God and his ways, no matter what we're facing. And then going into this next part where we're talking about forever, everybody spends forever somewhere. Again, it's to be heaven-minded, it's to be God-minded, and to live our life with the, the consciousness of, this is but a vapor. We think this is the big deal, it's not. In the grand scheme of things, this life is no longer than a fart. It's not. You know, I know you're not supposed to say that in church, but, but you know, a vapor, that's what it says, that's, that's, you know, depending on what you eat, it might be longer for some of you than others, but... The reality is, it's not long compared to eternity, right? And God is trying to get us to focus on the important things. And we're going to look at today how the devil works so hard to get us distracted with the temporary that we lose sight of the eternal. And we place our values on the temporary and not focus on the eternal. So you guys with me? All right, we're going to do this. Everybody spends forever somewhere. And what do we know? There's only two destinations. Heaven or hell? You've got a choice. We choose. God doesn't choose. I, I, you know, the people who say, well, why does God send people to hell? He doesn't send anybody to hell. We all choose. God's done everything he could do for everybody to get to heaven. And then he says, you choose. I put before you today life and death, heaven and hell. You choose. And then it's the choice we make is what determines our eternal destiny. And most people are not educated in that. They don't know that. They're not... They're not mindful of that, so they never even consider choosing. And the very fact that you don't choose is choosing by default. If you don't choose Jesus, then by default you're rejecting him. And he is the only way to get to heaven. There's no other way, there's no other religion, there's no other scheme, there's no other plot, nothing else works. We get there through Jesus Christ and him alone. Amen? So as we dig into this, God is trying to get us focused and trying to get us to understand heaven and hell are real. They're real places. They're not just 
stories. They're not just make-up things. They're real, actual places. And in this series, we're going to put our focus on heaven because I believe if you focus more on what's right, then what's wrong will fall away. If you have kids and you constantly tell them what's wrong, guess what happens? You get more of what's wrong. They get wrong-minded. They see themselves as constantly being wrong as a man thinks in his heart. So is he. These are biblical principles. But if you get kids to focus on what's right with them, you're wonderful. You're, you're amazing. God created you with a purpose, on purpose. And you've got gifts and talents. Then guess what? You're going to get more of that. Because what they focus on is what becomes real to them. And as we focus more on heaven than hell, hell's a reality. We're not denying that. But let's look at the benefits of heaven. We're going to see more people being heaven-minded, thinking about heaven, not no longer thinking I'm destined for hell, but they know they're bound for glory. They're bound for heaven because of what Jesus Christ did. You guys with me? Yes. Amen. So let's go on. Everything that we do, and this happens through, I'm more aware of this this year than ever before in ministry, and I've been doing this for a minute. But everything that we do, everything that has to do with church, everything that has to do with our walk with God, with the Bible, everything has to do with these two things. How to live here, and again, disclaimer, that's not a bunch of do's and don'ts, a bunch of religious orders that you have to follow. That's how to be successful in this life. How to live a blessed life, how to live here, and how to get there. And those are the two most important things. Those are the things that God is all in on, and he wants us to understand this, that everything we do as a Christian, as a Christ follower, has to do with how to live here and how to get there. And not just for us, but show other people how to live here successfully and how to get there. Amen? You with me? All right, so let's get going. As we do this, and, and we understand that Heaven is, is a, a place that is, is just beyond our, our understanding, but we see enough to know that that's where we want to go. Amen? That's where we want to head. That's, that's the place that we want to end up in is heaven. And, and we know that, that because everything is, is so apparent in God's Word, and He works so hard for us to get that. Now, as we get started here, we left off last week, and I want to pick up here talking about the first century Christians. Now, the first century Christians were these, you know, in today's standard vocabulary, we would call them radicals. I mean, in spite of anything they faced, in spite of any situation they were going through, in spite of the tremendous persecution that was on them, they had this knowing. They had this, this strong belief that there's a heaven to gain. There's a heaven that they're destined to. And, um, you know, I talked about the catacombs in Rome uh, last week, and, and, you know, I read up on them and looked at some pictures of them. Some, there, there are some wild places there. There's one, uh, it's called the, uh, the Bone Chapel, and it's where these two monks have made this whole underground chapel of human bones. I mean, it's eerie. I mean, it's Freddy Cougar-type eerie, you know, Friday the 13th stuff. But in these catacombs, and the neat thing is, this is how cool God is. I was just at a minister's meeting on the West Coast, for three days. And while I was there, two of my friends who have traveled to Rome, we started talking about the catacombs, because you know, I'm sharing about what I'm talking about, and they said, oh, you won't believe it. They said, you know, we took the tour, we were down in there, we saw it, it's incredible, and the, the, the plaques are the, the inscriptions and stuff where they talk about their friends. And remember, I read the example 
uh, from one person named Alexander written on his tomb because what was their hiding place, the catacombs, became a lot of them's tomb where their bodies were placed after they were martyred or killed. And it says, in Christ, Alexander's not dead, but lives. One who lives with God, he was taken up into his eternal home. They had this understanding, this awareness that his body was there, but he was not. He was in heaven with God. And they, these guys were radical, man. They, they just believed. And a lot of them gave their life standing on their beliefs. But they knew that this life was but a vapor. And they were willing to, 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 to end here knowing they were going there. And, and what an example they are to us. And, and some of us, because like I said, my friend, and uh, he's not really my friend. He's a guy that I've met, but he's a, he's a, he's a Greek and Hebrew, um, what do they call it? Scholar. And, I mean, he knows the Bible inside out. This guy's sharp. And he said this. He's in Russia, and, and they've been through some real difficult times there. And he said, you know, he goes, the church will always survive persecution. Because what persecution does, it causes you to, to operate in faith. It causes you to, to stretch your faith and to look beyond your current circumstances. And he said, the thing that I'm not sure the church can survive is prosperity. And see, we in, in this country, we've experienced prosperity for a long time. We're not, we're not starving. We're not fighting for food. We're not, you know, being hunted for our beliefs and, and killed and martyred for, for our faith. We're, we've got a good life, right? But what happens is, and I'm not for hard times, and I don't believe for a second that God puts these tragedies on you, puts this persecution on you. I don't think he does for a second, but it's just, it's a condition of a fallen world. It's a condition. We know that the Bible says they hated Jesus, and because they hated Jesus, they're going to hate us as Christ followers. So we understand there's persecution with being a Christian, maybe not to that extreme, but he said, I don't know. I don't know because people, they're not, they're not forced to use their faith. They're just kind of living lackadaisical. But now the world we're in now, let me tell you something, the world we're in now, you need to have some faith. You need to know that things aren't as bad as CNN and Fox News and MSNBC says it is, that there's still a God on the throne, and He's still on your side, and He's still made things available to you, but we access those things by faith. We believe, and therefore we have, right? Mark 11, 24, 25. We pray, believe that we receive those things that we pray for, and then we have them. That's faith. Faith is this, this uh, confident expectation. It's not wishing. It's not like, oh, I wish things would change. No, faith is, I know things are going to change because I'm standing on the promises of God's word. That's what it means to be a person of faith. Your faith supersedes your circumstance to pull in the promises that God's already made available. They're already there. We just have to operate in faith to pull them in, right? So here we are. I want you to go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 1. And understand, like the, the first century Christians, they knew that there was life after death. They weren't short-sighted thinking, well, when I die, then it's all over. No, no, no. They had this understanding. So this life, it wasn't the be-all, end-all. They knew there was life after death. And I want to look at some things that the Apostle Paul wrote about this so you can get some understanding of it. Philippians chapter 1 we're going to read verse 21 through 24. 
starting in verse 21, says, For to me, now what's happening here is the Apostle Paul is giving you his perspective. He's saying, this, this is where I'm at, guys. He's not saying, this is you. He's saying, this is me. This is, this is where I'm at. He says, for me, living means living for Christ. He's got a mission. He's got a cause. He knows living, as long as there's breath in my lungs, I've got a great purpose. We looked at that last week. We all have this great purpose that God has given us. He's talking about that. Living means living for Christ. And dying is even better. Now, we've heard people say, oh, I wish I was dead. But it's not because they want something better. They just think all's lost. That they've got to a very low place in life. But what Paul's not saying that, he's not saying, oh man, I wish it was over. I wish I would just die. No, he's saying, for me, I've got a cause. But I have this understanding. I have this revelation that when I die, it's going to be even better. There's going to be life after this life that's even better. You understand what he's saying? You guys with me? But if I live, listen to this, I can do more fruitful work for Jesus or for Christ. So he's got this mission. He's got this understanding that God wants to use him now. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I love the way he puts this. I'm torn between two desires. You ever been torn between two desires? You know, like, oh, I really want to lose weight, but man, I'm thinking about that donut on the wall back there. You know, I'm torn. I'm torn. It's, it's, there's a pull going both ways. He says, I'm torn between two desires. He, he's actually dealing with this. I long to go be with Christ. He, he has this longing. He has this yearning to go to heaven, to go to be with Christ. But he's got this cause. He's got this mission. He's got this purpose that God has given him, which would be far better. Go to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. Now understand, this is coming from somebody who just has settled it. There's a heaven and I'm going. And everything I know about heaven is better than anything I know about this earth. But God still needs me here. Why? Look what he says. Which would be far better for me, but for your sake. Guys, this is for the sake around us who don't know Jesus. This is for the sake of those people around us who could spend eternity in hell. His mission is our mission. His cause is our cause. His great purpose is our great purpose. To let people know how to live here and how to get there. You with me? But for your sakes, I'm going to take the lesser for your sakes. I'm going to do what's not best for me. Because you know what? Sometimes letting your light shine, it, it, it's a sacrifice. Sometimes living the right way in front of people, it, it, it's a sacrifice. You think of other people higher than you think of yourself. And in our culture today, that's a foreign language. Everybody's in me, 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 me. Hey, did you hear about me? Hey, do you love me? Look at me. I love me. I'm the greatest me. I'm going to put a post on Facebook about how wonderful I am. I'm going to show you a picture of how great my life is. You know, everything's about me. That's why they call them selfies. Because we're selfie-centered. Right? But Paul's saying, you know what, it's not really about me anymore, it's about you, it's about the lost, it's about the people who don't know. And he's calling all of us to this cause. He's saying, guys, this is what's important. It, yeah, it'd be better for me to go to heaven, but for their sake, there's work for me to do here. 
There's things for me to do here. There's, there's things that I need to, to accomplish while I'm here. Is heaven waiting? Yeah, we need to yearn for it. We need to long for it. But we don't need to be in a hurry to get there. Because all the time we have here may mean the eternity for somebody else. You say, well, don't put that on me. I'm not responsible. No, no, no. You're not responsible if they go to heaven, but you're a tool God wants to use to get them to heaven. Does that make sense? You with me? And when we look at it that way, and we, and we think about it, Paul said that, that we should long, you know, when we were in Bible school, um, it was the first time Donna had ever been away from Florida since the first grade, right? And all of our family was here, and um, she wasn't used to being away from everybody. And when we were out there, that, it, was, it was some of the best times of our life, and we grew in the things of God, and we, we gained understanding, and we... We, we, we received and grabbed a hold of the call that God had for us. We grabbed a hold of what God had grabbed a hold of us. But there were times while we were there that she was homesick, that she was thinking about going home. When's the vacation? When, do we get a, when is there a break in school so we can go home? She was happy where she was and, 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 and committed to getting the most out of it. But there was, ho- there was a longing to go home. And that's the way we should be for heaven. We're here. We've got a cause. We should be growing in the things of God. We should be learning so that we can be more effective in the cause of Christ. But we should constantly be reminded that I'm a stranger here. You guys notice we don't fit in as well. This world's changing and it's not to be more like us as Christ followers. This this is not our home. We're pilgrims, it says. We're, We're just passing through for this vapor of a life. But there's work to be done while we're here. And even though it's just a vapor, we can have eternal rewards by sharing the gospel with the people around us, by using the influence that God's given us to help them find heaven. Does that make sense? You guys with me? Look at um, um, verse 21. And this is in the message paraphrase. I want to read it to you. It says, Alive, I'm Christ's messenger. Dead, I'm his bounty. Listen, life versus even more life, I can't lose. And people say, oh, look, he lost his life. No, 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 we don't lose our life. It's life versus more life. When we leave this earth, we go into more life. We, we go into something that, that we can only imagine right now. And, and, and he's weighing this out. He's looking at it, and, and he's saying that right now, there's a cause for Christ. Right now, there's something to do. And, and we understand that, but we also have this knowing, this, this just, just settled fact in our hearts that there's life after this life. It's not life after death. It's life after this life. And it's more life. If you're a Christ follower, you're destined to more life. You're destined to something better, something bigger. Amen? We, we're not to focus on the temporary so much. You know, our culture, our media, and all these other agendas, they, they, they try to get us to, to diminish eternity and to only be consumed with now. And, and let me tell you something. Eternity has been so cartoonized, so commercialized, so just um, so dramatized through different movies, the series where they have Lucifer living as a playboy, and, you know, you have cartoons with little red devils and pitchforks. None of that is real, but if you allow it to, it will diminish the reality of what heaven and hell really are. 
And it's not by accident. It's a plot of the enemy so that we will focus more on the temporary and lose sight of the eternal. You guys, there's some good, there's good opportunities if you guys say amen right here. I, I hate to say it, you know, and I'm not bragging, but I'm preaching better than you're responding. So this is serious stuff. This is good stuff that you need. Don't get distracted. Don't look at your phone. Don't be thinking about your lunch. Listen to what God is saying today. This is the real life that we're to live. This is something that we're to have just so much emphasis and understanding that it's for now. It's, heaven is real. Hell's real. But there's a cause for me to live here that will help increase heaven and diminish hell by what I do here. There's not a better cause to live by. There's not a better cry, battle cry than I'm here to expand heaven and diminish hell. Because everybody that I can get to receive Jesus Christ misses hell and gets to heaven. You know, I'm not an evangelist. Yes, you are. Every one of you are. And you're evangelizing one way or another. You're either evangelizing heaven's not that important, God's not really a big deal. It's more important for you to be comfortable and fit in than it is to, to address eternity with people in your life. Or you're letting people know that you have a value that's beyond this life. You have a value in God himself because he has sent his son to die for you. It, it's really that serious. And it, it's, it's that black and white. And if we don't see that, it's because we've been duped by this world into thinking it's not that important. We have a choice. It's every one of us's choice. Remember, we did this before. God's good. Devil's bad. bad. Right, help me. Heaven, yes. yes. Let it be your battle cry. Hell, no. We, we, we just got to say, hell no. You know, hell no. Hell no. I'm not going to hell. Neither are you if I can help it. I'm going to do everything in my power to throw myself. My brother did that for me. He literally threw himself between me and hell and said, you're not going without a fight. And because of that, I'm preaching the gospel today. Because he was willing to, to live with that cause. And now he's in heaven enjoying it. And I can't wait to get there, to be honest with you. He's going to show me all the coolest stuff. He's going to introduce me to the coolest people. People I've looked up to ever since I got born again by reading their stories. I'm going to walk up and say, hey, what's up? And you know what? This is the amazing thing. David. David, a man after God's own heart, who fought the giant, who did all these amazing things, he's going to come up to me and he's going to say, what was it like? What was it like in the last days when God lived inside of you? He just wasn't on you occasionally, but he actually lived inside. You woke up with him. You went to sleep with him. You walked with him. You talked with him. You lived your life with him. What was that like? Because he didn't experience that when he was on earth. I mean, that's what it's going to be like when we get to heaven, Amen. All right, look again. we gotta get, We got to hurry. Ah, oh, jeez. Philippians 1.22. This is a verse I want to close with. It said, as long as I'm alive in this body, listen to this. This is Paul again. There's good work for me to do. If I had to choose right now, I hardly know which I would choose. I mean, he's literally torn. He's literally focused. You know, and, and what do we bring it back to? That, guys, heaven is our home. But while we're here, there's work to do. There's a cause for Christ. Amen? So I want you to bow your heads, and I want you to think about that. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please, the Apostle Paul said this, he said, I beseech you, which in, in Mike's lingo, I'm begging you, consider Jesus. 
You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, to dress like me or talk like me or, or anything. You just have to open your life up to Jesus. Invite him into your heart. And your eternity will change. And, and it's not that God's up there condemning you. He's up there loving you. And he's done everything that needs to happen for you to embrace this gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. So I'm looking across the room. If that's you, and you say, you know what, preacher, today's that day. I realize it. I want, I want, to, I want him in my life. I want to invite Jesus into my life. I don't care if you've been in church 100 years, but if today's your day, I want you to raise your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? Today's your day. You're saying, you know what? That's it. Everything changes today. Anybody? If you're online, raise your hand to God. Not to me, but to God. Because this is your moment that you can hold on to. And you can say from now on, no matter, come hell or high water, on that day, March 19th, 2023, I gave my life to Jesus. I opened my heart and allowed him to come and take residence in my life. So for the two people here and whoever online might be saying this, and we, we're so thankful I see your hand also. Everybody's a family. Let's say this. Father, today is the day of my salvation. I never have to be saved again. I'm receiving my brand new spirit today because I accept what Jesus Christ did for me. He died the death of a sinner so I can live a life in right standing with my Father. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth in Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook. Thank you.